to the Brain Boogles Podcast, <laughs> episode three of Bogtober. I think this is episode 29. Yeah, but it's episode three of Bogtober. Well, yeah, it's episode three of Bogtober. And mm-hmm. I am your butcher B, Bobby. I am your uh, jumping spider J Jack. <laughs> and I forgot to think of one of these again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> your braggadocious B, Brent. Yeah, that's, a good one. that's a good it's one. It's an okay one. It's a last minute one. That's okay. Uh, Brent, what are we talking about today? Hmm. Well, we have a special well, we, guest here. Yeah, yeah, we should probably just for, I, That wasn't even a was bit. That, that wasn't that a bit? That was not a bit. I genuinely forgot. You genuinely forgot that we have a special guest? Well, no, I forgot. I was like, let's get right into it's the okay, topic. It's okay, quiet over here in the corner. <laughs> so we have a guest named Mickey Mouse today. No. Michael? No, what's what's your name? I'm a little bit suspicious that the only reason that you asked me to be on today's pod is so that I could be the Zodiac Zach. There it is. Oh, there it is. Think that was that. so much he better. He did it. He fucking did yeah, it. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Zodiac Killer. Ooh, but before that, he's so spooky. Do you know what's scarier than the Zodiac Killer? What's what? that, Jack? Um, not being able to pay your bills. Oh, mm-hmm. and we have that problem, don't we? We have that. <laughs> you know me. You might as well just shoot me at a lover's lane because yeah, I can't twice. pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Uh, we got this new thing called Patreon. I know before in previous episodes we said we had it. Turns out it wasn't. Uh, turned on how it, it was lies published yeah. it was it was it was still under review yeah. and we never officially published it but now it's published we got five great tiers starting at as little yes. as one dollar a month can i say no mm-hmm. it looks damn fine That's my friends good. it question. looks good yeah uh you can go to patreon.com slash brain boggled or you can go to brain and find yes. our website that has a links to all of our merch our podcast episododes and most importantly, our Patreon link, yes. baby. Yeah, check you can check out. out our other merch, too, which also supports us on this show. Oh, and yeah. without further ado, mm-hmm. I think it's time to get into this spooky, dark topic. Yes. It's time for me to spook your bones, boys. Yeah, Brent, you did a lot spook of research. You did a, <laughs> oh, my God. We're bringing that back already. You did a lot of research on this topic. Brent. Yeah, I, I probably watched like four YouTube documentaries last wow. night on this. Now, disclaimer. Wow. Yes. I'm in the dark. I don't know anything yeah, about this. I was about to ask you boys, okay, what now, do you guys know? Dat-claimer. Yeah. <laughs> Get this, dat <laughs> Disclaimer, dat-claimer. Oh, I, I like literally it. just wanted to make that joke. I don't know anything. Oh, I, I have a... A question: Can we turn the lights off to make it spookier? Yes. Like, all it's up to Brent. Screens. He's the one hosting this pod. Yeah, I mean, Daddy's eyes aren't so great, but let's go for it. Okay, <laughs> lights are off. Turn on the wall lights. Turn on the wall lights. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. So the Zodiac Killer. All right. So this was a serial killer who was active in the late sixties, early seventies. Deja vu. I'm having at the moment. I literally <laughs> just said this two seconds ago. Um, who was never caught? Who? Um, claimed to have killed 37 people over the course of that time, though we only have five actual confirmed kills by the Zodiac Killer. There's not even, like... Well, I assume there's probably, like, missing people who, like, match... Right, it, you know, when we get more into it, uh, it it's... I think the Zodiac Killer was known to lie a little bit, oh. um, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But first, let's kind of rewind back to... We'll go back to the first. We'll go through his like timeline of like murders and stuff, and then we'll kind of circle back from there. So it started in December of 1968 in Vallejo, California, which is you know in the Bay Area yep. of uh, Northern California near San Francisco. Mm. Yep, mm, you know it, dog. I know it, dog. <laughs> so the first two murders were of 
one David Faraday and uh, Betty Lou Jensen. I literally have to look over my shoulder right now. This is a mess. Why don't you spin your chair? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk to you guys now. I'm gonna talk at the computer screen. Nice. So this happened um, in the late evening in December of 1968. These two, they basically went to a sort of like a lovers' lane area that was known in the town on just like on a date makeout point, a little makeout sesh area, makeout reef where they good were times, good times. <laughs> Sorry. What's that a reference to? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Okay. It's always SpongeBob or Dragon Ball. That's true. Or like My Hero Academia. I should just assume it's one of the three. I can't believe you actually knew the name of that, Brent. I'm proud. We talk about it all the time. It's literally all you guys talk about, and I just sit in the corner, like, sad, being like, I don't watch anime. (laughs) So... Yeah, so basically they were, you know, at this lover's lane when they were approached by someone who basically approached them at gunpoint, uh... Pulled them out of the car, and when they exited the car, just started shooting them up. Oh, um, wow. That's... Yep. What's the evidence of this? Like, what? how do we know that, like, you know, if nobody's ever seen... If, if nobody's ever survived seeing the Black Pearl, how do we know it exists? Well, we'll get there, but <laughs> some people did survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yes. I saw the movie, the Zodiac movie, the uh, David Fincher Yeah, that's movie. correct. Yep. Um... And I'm obviously, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's it's very accurate, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually based on this guy. We'll get to him later, but this guy Robert Graysmith wrote a book. He was um, the guy that Jake Gyllenhaal's character character is based on in the movie. Oh, the cartoonist who worked at the uh, oh. uh, I forget which. Was I think that it was Hall? I thought that was yep. um, Gyllenhaal was the one who played uh, Grayson. Or Graysmith in the uh, movie. That was a star-studded cast. It had Gyllenhaal. It had Ruffalo. It had um, uh, Downey Jr. Basically, wow. Down- yeah, it had I gotta jo- see this one. Joseph so, Gordon- is there a way we can not spoil this? Movie? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't spoil the movie. But- Every episode we spoil a movie. Yeah, that's no, it's yeah. true. Spoiler alert: They never found the Zodiac, so that's how that movie ends. <laughs> I know it is a weird movie. There's like interviews with David Fincher where he was like, he was like, it was an interesting undertaking to make a movie about. Like, just a completely unsolved serial killing. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, Brent. But yeah, the, the, when we get there, um, this particular guy who the Hall character is based around had, like, a pretty strong theory of who he thought the killer was. But we'll, we'll get there. So, for in this first situation, um, both of the, the victims did die. Though, I believe when the police arrived on the scene, one of them was still conscious. Oh. But they really didn't get much information from them because they were like so yeah, I like, think, um, shot I think, up that they just like were pretty unresponsive and so if the movie's correct it was I think it was the guy was still I think though, I think it was the guy though that they, that might have been the second situation because in that situation that happened about um, a little less than a year later one of them survived in that situation altogether wow. oh wow but yeah so in this situation it's just kind of like a weird murder no one really we have really no idea at this point that this is like a like serial killer who's yeah. on loose. All we know is that two people are murdered in this lover's lane at night for no real reason. No motive can be found. It was just a bizarre murder that like kind of had everyone all spooked. Yeah. So then we fast forward to July of 1969. Like I said, a little less than a year later, this place, Blue Rock Springs, uh, Michael Majot and Darlene Farron were attacked Sort of in a similar situation, they were kind of parked in this sort of, I guess, just a public park sort of area in the evening hours, and they were approached by another car. Um, later, I actually was watching this kind of interesting documentary on YouTube where they interviewed a lot of the people who were 
um, involved in this, like the police and the survivors mm-hmm. of some of these attacks, Michael Majot being one of them. And he described that, that they were sort of being like chased by someone like in the car and they like par- pulled off into this park to try to hide. They like turned their car lights off or whatever. But whoever it was that was chasing them, which we now know was the Zodiac, found them and like approached them with like a gun with a flashlight like taped to it so that they oh, couldn't wow. see who he was. And then again, sort of like shot up the car and uh, he le- then left made a phone call to the police saying like i just oh i just killed these two i want to report double homicide oh bt dubs i did it and you you, you know i think you won't be able to catch me yeah there is the actual recording of it right or maybe Um, not i don't know um i i haven't heard that per se um but i mean it was a call to 911 so everything i don't know if at that point in time they were recording all 911 calls or not but yeah I think yeah. the movie might start with this one. Maybe. Because um, I remember, like, because, like, the f- the phone call seems like a really sexy thing to start the movie with. Yeah, you know? it's just super creepy. Like, the, yeah. the, that he basically, this is going to be a theme with Zodiac, the way don't he likes like, to taunt the police. Don't they, like, ask them? He's, he's like, well, how do you know it was a murder? And he was like, well, because I did it. Yeah, pretty much. And then afterwards, after the phone call, he leaves the phone unhooked and then went back to the scene and then shot them again multiple times. But oh somehow God. Michael Majot actually survived this, That's even insane. though being shot in the face and it, in the back and the sides and like shot, wow. I think seven times in total That's wow. and still managed to survive somehow. So you must yeah. have a lot in the defense stat. pretty brutal, <laughs> but also in this, that first phone call, um, <laughs> that was horrible. Was it? I, it was like 40 really years nice. ago. It's, 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 it's funny, but yeah. <laughs> it's so dark <laughs> so after this attack um we get the first zodiac letter which is kind of becomes the trademark of the zodiac killer is he zodiac self-identified letter. as the zodiac killer? yes <gasps> well he referred to himself just as zodiac okay he liked to be just called zodiac but he sent a letter into three of the local newspapers in the san francisco area with a just a letter claiming responsibility for the both killings both the first killing that i had mentioned that happened um, in Vallejo, and then this one that just happened over in Blue Rock Springs, and included with it was a cipher, which will become another calling card of the Zodiac, where he basically said, if you can crack my cipher, you will find out my identity, who I really am. <gasps> this it's, is, like, out of, like, a comic book or something. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of parallels with this guy and, like, sort there's of, like, trying to be, like, this, National like... treasure. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, like literally. I was gonna say Nicolas Cage. He's just like Nicolas Cage <laughs> in National Treasure. The, uh, of the, uh, the letters that he sent? Yeah, do you have any pictures of, of Nicolas Cage? On the <laughs> I, I actually do. Take that map. Burn it. So this oh, is wow. the first cipher that he sent in to the press and basically demanded that they print it or he would continue killing. Wow. And so eventually they did solve this. This is one of four ciphers that he event he sent in to uh, the media and it was the only one that was ever solved or supposedly solved. And when it was solved, it read as the following. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise. And 
the there's some weird spelling things in this too which makes me wonder if it's fully translated properly but it it says so i'll be reborn in paradise and the i have killed i said them or they who i've killed i'm not sure what it's supposed to mean but the i have killed will become my slaves and i will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or atop my collecting of slaves for the afterlife and then like a long word that looks like gibberish that no one's wow. figured out the meaning for. It's like phonetically, it's like "ebeorete mete pity." Wow, I legitimately got goosebumps. That's so. Scary. I know this. Yeah. This reminds so. Um, you know, we we watched the show Mindhunter on mm-hmm. Netflix, and it's yep. about all about sort of like criminal profiling. Yeah, and so one of the things they discovered is that like, um, and this is really what happened in the uh, FBI. They in the sixties, they discovered that some criminals kill for like sexual gratification. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when he mentions in the letter that it's better than getting your rocks off. Yeah. It makes you wonder like, was this a sexual yeah, thing? The, the Zodiac or? is like probably the most, I think one of the reasons why this case becomes like so interesting and it's just how much the Zodiac doesn't fit so many profiles because mm. he's we will we'll come to find that he sort of fluctuates between mm. the two main categorizations which you have like an organized killer and a disorganized killer yeah and the different characteristics that fall in those categories he kind of swings back and forth between the two of them in weird ways and then his like methods of murder change over yeah. time and not, not in like, like your normal evolution sort of ways just like completely changes based on the scenario and it's very, it's all like BTK where it's like the he, same. He, like his name is literally like his way of murdering people. Yeah. You know. What so. does BTK mean? Find, torture, kill. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was kind of his whole deal. That was his right. thing. But Zodiac is kind of his own, his own well, like sort the, of deal. The, the Bay Harbor Butcher. Yes. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> oh. Like, I don't know any of these. I don't watch like any crime. Nothing. Yeah. No true crime. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to any true crime. I don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. true crime stuff will keep you up at night when you <laughs> yeah. when you start reading stuff like that. Okay. So that's so really chilling. <laughs> like, yeah. So oof. needless to say, no one was really able to figure it out. Oh, also, based on this picture, you can see his symbol there that will become his kind of calling card is there, that, which is a circle with a, a scope, cross dude. through it. It's a scope. It looks like sort of like a crosshair sort well, of it, symbol. Is it not as, does it, is it not like one of the constellation symbols? It could be. Um, well, but there's some interesting theories about that symbol that come up when we discuss uh, some of the suspects that we have discovered over the years. Oh, okay. But all we know is that sort of becomes his calling card. His, that's the symbol that he takes on as meeting Zodiac or him. So next we move on to the third attack, which happened in Lake Baressa, which oh. is, again, also all this stuff is happening in the San Francisco area, but in different cities and towns surrounding the area. None of them happen in, in like the same spots. They're always mm-hmm. like there's always some level of separation between each of them. It seems to be like all couples. Yes. Yeah, definitely to start to Ooh. start. Yeah, that's what I mean. Up to this point, he does seem to have a little bit of like an MO, you yeah. know, where he's attacking couples, which could speak to why he did this to begin with. But again, this, this is a very mysterious one. So there's a lot yeah. of theories surrounding it. So the third tag happened to uh, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard. Uh, this is probably, if you've seen Zodiac, this is like, this scene, this is, the scene. This scene is 
so unsettling. I know how much Jack hates stabbing, and this is like the stabbing scene. Yeah, oh, stabbing and, and, scenes. And, and, like the stabbing and just the whole situation. Because in the movie, like it's it's like noontime. It's mm-hmm. the middle of the day. It's a bright, beautiful, sunny day out. Right. And this couple is having like a picnic on the like by the lake. Yeah, you can see the picture there. This is and like where the attack he's happened. Exactly. He's dressed like that. So imagine that, but not a little sketch. Yeah. And he just walks up to him. And the way he's dressed is like, just like in this weird. Got, like, it's like, it's like this leather. He looks like, like a, it's like an executioner's executioner. yeah. mask. So basically what happened here was, yeah, that Brian Hartnell and us, uh, Cecilia Shepard were, like you said, they were having sort of like a picnic, having a nice little afternoon before, uh, Brian had to go off to like do something at college or whatever. And first, uh, Cecilia noticed, she said she noticed the man like really far off. Like we can see they're on this like weird little like inlet that's on the water or whatever. And if the picture in this doesn't really show it, but if you were to go further beyond where this water is, there's like more little inlets that jut out with like, you know, park benches and there's some trees and wooded area over there. And she first noticed him when he was like on one of the other inlets, just kind of like looking at them weird because they were just kind of having you know a nice time having a casual conversation and she was i guess sort of like laying on his chest where like her head was on his chest and she could like see where he was whereas uh, brian was facing towards the water so he couldn't see anything that was going on initially so she's like huh this is like guy over there that's being weird and he was just kind of like oh i don't know whatever blah blah blah." kept talking about whatever they're talking about and then she said something along the lines like he just like went behind a tree and it, Brian, at this time, was just kind of like, oh, also, Brian also survived this attack, which will yeah. be kind of amazing when you hear what happens to these poor people. Mm. But so he was like, oh, okay, so what? That he probably was just like peeing or something. That's not realizing that the tree that she was referring to was the tree that's like, if you've seen that picture, right next to where they were. So like this guy had like walked all the way over to the inlet that they were at and like went and hid behind this tree. Now at this point... His entire approach to the scene, he was unmasked. So he went behind the tree to put this whole executioner's outfit thing on. And so when he comes back out from behind the tree, he has this mask on and a gun out. And so at this point, Cecilia's like, oh shit, this guy has a gun and he's coming right towards us. So they both stand up like freaked out, like what the hell is going on? And Zodiac at times like, listen, just be cool. I just, I need some money. I need your car. Just relax. Like, so he just approached him like he's like a mugger or something. Yeah. And so they, they were like, you know, we don't have any money, but like, I can give you my car keys or whatever. And then he was like, listen, uh, I, I, I'm just going to have to tie you guys up first. Okay. Just to make sure that you don't try anything. So, dude. Oh, this is so he's seen is so scary. So he I'm makes. Like going white. Yeah. yeah so too, yeah. first he makes Cecilia tie up Brian and then he ties her up after she's done. And then. They sit there for a while, just not being sure what's going on. And then he puts the gun away and pulls out a knife and starts stabbing Brian in the back six or seven times. In front of Cecilia, just right there. Yeah. And then goes over and does the same to her. Oh, my God. And then leaves. Wow. Now, the crazy thing is neither of them die right away. They're both alive for quite a while. Just like hours out there, just tied up and stuck and bleeding. Yeah, yeah, bleeding out, and uh, like they're both like alive together and conscious wow. for like a long time. Oh and eventually, what happens is, um, some people on a boat go by, and like Brian's like screaming to them, like "Get help, get help!" 
and they they stop and then leave. And so he's like, shit, I guess I'm going to have to get out of this myself. So he somehow manages to muster the strength to get out of his bonds, or at least one of them, like right. on his uh, hands, so he can uh, try to uh, untie Cecilia, too. Oh, I wonder if she tied the bonds loosely. Well, she did, but then, like, Zodiac also tightened it. Oh, That's yeah. a, a according to Brian, who survived all this. Yeah. Because uh, one of the documentaries I watched had an interview with him, too. And, wow. yeah, it was, like, pretty, pretty scary stuff. So, eventually, over time, they were both able to get free, and then Cecilia is too weak to move. So, Brian started, like, slowly, like, crawling his way up, like, this this hill area that that like leads up to this really steep hill to get back to the road they came from to like get help and so basically he said he could only move like five or ten feet at a time he would have to stop because he would feel like he was about to black out and he did this for a while until he eventually got back to the road and was approached by like a park ranger so it turns out those people in the boat had actually went off told someone like something bad happened over here you need to get out there wow and so they were able to get ambulances out there and stuff but unfortunately cecilia died in the hospital but brian survived assuming like blood loss yeah Yeah. because they were both stabbed pretty viciously and it was uh that's like a nightmare it's like a literal nightmare it's It's so like it's so scary because when when there's like scenes like that in a movie where someone's like walking down like it's the middle of the night and someone's walking like down a city street you know you're like on edge already mm-hmm. but you're like you're on a date on a it's a beautiful day it's the middle of the day and it's mm-hmm. like and you're in public in a, a public yeah, place and yeah and you're just like out in public it, it, it makes for, it scary for that to happen like for for like everything that you think is like you you would feel completely safe and you would feel like nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah. like you're not scared you're not like innately scared of that situation yeah, like why would this guy do this right now it makes no sense yeah, and so i think that's why it's so unsettling to me because it's so like it's just such like a disturbance of what like yeah, it's like where you feel safe yeah mm-hmm. yeah and now like in everyday life it's like right. yeah and i'm then, never gonna feel safe at the peak to me like the Having seen the movie, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's a really yeah, good movie. Brian from that other documentary, Brian Hartnell, mm-hmm. saw the movie and said like that scene is like almost exactly how I remember really? it actually happening. Because wow. like the way the way the shot is, you know, the way they shoot that shot, like it's from like he's like looking over at Cecilia and she's looking over at him. That keeps kind of camera perspectives where they can only really see each other. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, just you just see the knife come in frame and just start stabbing, and oh, it's just so unsettling yeah. and. Oh, how? Yeah, like, how does somebody watch that? I scene? know. Like, if I was him, like, I, I don't know if I could have ever, ever watched the scene. Well, it's also it is um, uh, what's it called? Uh, like the movie came out when it doesn't like, matter. Yeah, I mean, it was probably like 30, 40 years later, but yeah. still, yeah, it's, that's that's trauma, horrifying yeah. moment of his life, mm-hmm. and to see it. Happen I also again. wonder if, like, at that point. Because, like, trauma is, like, a great way... Trauma is a great way to lose your memory. <laughs> That's a weird way to say that. But you know what I mean? Like, trauma Trauma is one of the main, like... Memory loss is a huge sign of, of right. Like, yeah, because the brain will, like, suppress it. Yeah. You know, just so, to, like, preserve your sanity. I wonder sanity, if at, like, you know? some point, uh, after, like, having lived with that for so long, how much he genuinely did remember. And I wonder if he, like, maybe thought he could find some form of closure through seeing the movie. Maybe. And seeing that scene from right. like an objective point of right. view, like a like a third yeah. party point of view, maybe right. So oh, I mean, obviously, I have no right, idea. Right, right. And just to top it, if it couldn't get any creepier, 
uh, Zodiac, after having done all this, went and found their car and wrote on their car the dates of his other murders and then including the date when this happened, which I believe was September 27th, and it said two stabbed. Yep, exactly. That's basically a, a picture of what was written on the car. Plus there was more where he wrote the other dates of the his other attacks. Wow. Yeah. That's so he's really leaving sir. the... the breadcrumb trail yeah yeah he like he gets off on like taunting the police of his actions like if this happened nowadays like this one specific case alone it's 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 insane how much evidence there is though Mm -hmm. yeah but like but like how frustrating is that there's nothing that that they can do with it right Right. yeah like i feel like i don't even like now like i'm sure nowadays there's something that they would have been able to do maybe sure i I mean mean, cameras are more yeah just because there's cameras around and Mm -hmm. they would they would have had a cell phone yeah yeah like it's just absurd like like you can't have like it's so hard to have a serial killer like nowadays you know <sighs> like it used to be. Yeah, like it no, used not to the be. good old days where you could just run rampant. I know it's interesting when you realize that they're the serial killers have like the, all the, but disappeared. Yeah, like the fifties to the nineties seemed to be like the serial killer era. Yeah, like they seemed like there were a lot of famous serial killers from mm-hmm. that time yeah. frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now they now made it up for it. And some with school shootings. Yeah, now it's spree. We're in the era of the spree killer, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like now it's all. Now it's just. That's so. Yeah. I I didn't think about that either. Yeah. yeah, You just burn bright and you get out, you know? Maybe it's one of those like collective like like things you know like maybe the collect like, like almost mass like, hysteria kind yeah, of yeah 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 like a like a less explosive version of mass hysteria where it's sort of just like a dormant underlying like tone that like the u.s population feels mm-hmm. and like the, the the ones who snap for lack of a better term in the 50s and, this. yeah were, were the serial killers and nowadays the 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 climate has changed enough so that it's more of a of a burst of violence you know mm-hmm. I mean, like again, whatever gets you the most attention. No <laughs> basis for that other than my own belief. It's an on interesting that, thought, though. Yeah, yeah. it's something interesting to think about yeah, for sure. All right, I guess now it's time we have to move on to the next one. <laughs> oh my god, oh my how god. many people? This is insane. I know, like just the sheer number. So oh, this is the first not. Couple. This is unsettling. Yeah, so this is where his mo changes even more. What the last one had already had changed because he didn't shoot the couple; he stabbed them to death, mm-hmm. or at least you know, one of them died. And in this one, he just murdered a cab driver. So this happened in San Francisco itself in uh, Presidio Heights. Paul Stein, who was a, a cab driver, um, picked up what ended up being Zodiac and was shot in the head, just in the back of the car. Now, the thing that makes oh. this case, this is the one that is probably the most frustrating in that a lot of people witnessed him at the scene after having murdered the guy. And somehow he still got away, even though the police showed up within a minute of Wait. this happening. Because people, someone in, this, in the neighborhood this happened, and someone heard the gunshot, went outside and saw the guy who was Zodiac. He was not masked for this one. Mm-hmm. Just like rooting around in the cab, just like outside the cab, seemingly like maybe like wiping it down or something, like for fingerprints or whatever, and called the police on him. And there happened to be a cop who was already like in that neighborhood. And so he fled the scene on foot and managed to get away mainly because 
the 911 call that was put in, someone described them as like, you know, a heavy set, like about 5'10", white male with like a short crew cut. And somehow the dispatcher misrelayed that information as a black man oh in a neighborhood. God. So one of the police that were approaching the scene later said that they saw a man that fit that description walking down the road that they drove by and paid no attention to because the description was wrong. Oh, oh my, God. my God. So this yeah, that's, police that, officer... That's like legitimately jaw-dropping. That's like unbelievable. This officer yeah. like basically saw the Zodiac murderer and didn't think anything of it because he was not you know a black man so it was the dispatcher who relayed the information wrong like the witness called the dispatch like called Call 911 the dispatcher well, there you go. Re- There's some either serious the, racism unfortunately yeah, yeah i mean there's that and then also unfortunately i mean I, they don't know for sure no one will admit whether or not it's the dispatcher relaying the information the police who got it wrong or the police getting the information from the dispatcher who got it wrong and then, you know, put it out the all points bulletin. Yeah. We don't know for sure who fucked up here. All we know is someone did. And eventually when the first cop arrived at the scene and started talking to like the teenagers who had called 911, they said like, no, it's not a black man. It's a white guy. And then they immediately started going over, you know, the radio and be like, no, it's, it's a white guy. We're looking for a white, you know, trying to relay his description by, but by that point, this, this, these cops who had seen him, had already, you know, seen him. So yeah. he'd already come and, and they started backtracking and trying to find him at that point. That's it was too so late. And he was already gone. Imagine. And then didn't you say he like taunted them afterwards? Later on, he sent them another. He sent many letters over these years to the police, like taunting them and sending them more, you know, ciphers and stuff. And at one of them, he taunted them saying like, you guys saw me and didn't even stop. He also claimed that like a police officer talked to him, which we have no actual evidence of. Yeah. And he, he had a tendency to be a little bit boastful and maybe not always a hundred percent truthful. Yeah. Like if he, he said in his first cipher, like if you crack this, you'll find out my real identity. And then they cracked right. it. I was like, just kidding, bitches. Like you'll right, never right. catch I mean, me. He, yeah. he must've gotten off. He must've gotten off just like talking to, police officers in general like right. walking up to one and being like you don't know who i am you know yeah like just like like I, yeah he for sure enjoyed just like living yeah. his daily life with right. his like dirty secret right like, this idiot doesn't know i'm the one they're looking for yeah. right and this is actually his last known murder after this one and the rest of the time he just spends all his like time taunting police sending them letters saying he's gonna like blow up school buses with children or shoot out the tires and then try to kill the kids as they come out of the bus. Oh my God. This is like basically terrorizing, you know, the San Francisco Bay area all this time, but doesn't actually commit any more known murders at this point. Doesn't like actually put his name. No more murders were attributed to him after this point. Um, Though he, in one of his letters claimed that he had killed up to 37 people. I wonder if he was afraid because of how close this last one was. Maybe there's a part of me that also feels like maybe this was more the mission was just the attention because oh for sure he wanted attention yeah, well, I wonder I mean, if if they because this, this is the thing with serial killers uh, sorry but I'll let you go out there. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. but most serial killers have a compulsion and can't help themselves and have to keep killing like yeah. that's like why they become serial killers right. but Zodiac is one of the only ones that we know of that killed for a while and then as far as we know stopped which is very bizarre and that that seems to me the only explanation for that being like that that killing wasn't necessarily even the end goal the end goal was to be like this like villain this like known like almost like folk now i don't want to say folk hero but this like 
legend of like a character that everyone's fears and is afraid of. And that I was more. I want to know if like so conspiracy theory. Okay. What if the the law the cops decided to stop giving giving his name as sort of like you know his signature mm-hmm. after these murders yeah. as a way to kind of dissuade yeah maybe like prevent him because like maybe they figured out i mean i don't know if the, any of this is i feel like talked he just about. sent it to the press mm-hmm. right like well he did he, yeah. he both sent oh he all would the say stuff to yeah. the police and the press oh, okay the press, so that would get to print something yeah but part of his mo too was to tell the press like if they didn't print his letters that he would start killing again or doing more that like yeah so uh, so my my theory is debunked <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah uh, wait you're saying that if like maybe that, like that there were by not giving him attention there were other murders that weren't like as far as the record the goes were were like attributed to his but like they weren't like publicized yeah maybe to like because maybe like somebody figured out that like one of his main things is the attention and yeah. so if we stop like feeding into that but i mean the whole idea of him sending it to the press maybe kind of uh yeah i think goes against that but right i mean the other thing then is is like i feel like the next step would be for the press to go like try to get information from the police and if they're like really like hard and fast like no information's getting out then mm. but as we if, if we all know anything about the press they wouldn't yeah, they'll, <laughs> yeah. They'll they wouldn't something stop. that gets their thing read yeah yeah yep. story of the century <laughs> yeah, yeah so like police are hiding information or something i mm. like i don't even know yeah so before we move on to our potential suspects mm-hmm. we there was one last zodiac attack oh so, this woman, Kathleen John- Johns, I almost said Jones, it's actually Johns. Kathleen Johns and her 10-month-year-old daughter were oh. adu- abducted by him. Oh, uh, stop. So basically what happened was they were driving somewhere and a car came up behind them, like flashing their lights, beeping their horn, horn trying to get her to pull over. And so when she did, the Zodiac approached, again, unmasked. He was only masked the one time, which is interesting. But he approached the car with a gun and said, come with me. They got in the car and he basically told her like, you know, I'm going to kill you or whatever. And so she jumped out of the moving vehicle with her 10 month year old baby and was able to escape him. Oh my God. And the baby was okay. And the baby was okay. Yeah. I heard, I think this is either a different story about someone who got abducted with their child, but I think she threw her baby out the window first. I didn't read that detail specifically, but I guess it's possible. Like it might it might be someone else, but I think she threw her baby out the window first, and then at some point, um, got out of the vehicle, like escaped him himself, and then like, like contacted the police, and then was like, "I need to go find like my like I like I try I threw my baby out the window, like I need like we need to go yeah, get yeah. it or something like Either which way, is just like yeah. yeah. So at this point, um, after the last murder, they, I should have mentioned that they were able to get a police composite sketch of what the guy looked like. Yeah. And when being shown the sketch, the woman said that that looked exactly like... So he didn't, like, claim, like, I am the Zodiac. Like, he, he didn't... She speci- just, yeah, she just found out after the fact that, you know, basically was able to identify the man based on the sketch. Huh. And so the Zodiac killer basically was active with his letter writing and, like, taunting of the police during 1969 through 1974, with a three-year intermission between 71 and 74 where he didn't write anything. What? He went silent for a while and then came back and only wrote for, like, another, like, year and then, again, went completely silent and there's been no confirmed letters from him ever since then. Wow. 
So that will then bring us on to our suspects of people who could potentially be the Zodiac Killer. Do you have a Drum picture roll, of the please. sketch? Oh. So we got our first guy here, Arthur Lee Allen, which, if you remember the movie, is kind of, this is based a lot on like Robert Graysmith's uh, research into this case. And this is who he ultimately ends up suspecting as being the murderer. He's sort of like the bald guy in the movie. Yeah, that the, big, he, the big bald guy. Yeah, that yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, that actor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like he was the husband in Fargo. He was a... Uh, mm. Oh, he's been in a bunch of things. I think he was in the Drew Carey show. He was Drew Carey's <laughs> brother. <laughs> he does look similar to Drew Carey. Yeah. So this guy, Arthur Lee Allen. So again, like I mentioned, that the movie Zodiac kind of like focuses in on this guy's being sort of like the main suspect. So here's why um, people suspect that Allen could have been the Zodiac killer. For one thing, he was in the Lake Berryessa area on the day that the Zodiac attack that killed uh, Cecilia Shepard and injured uh, uh, Hartnell. Uh, I forget his first name, but he was there in that area the day it happened. Yeah. So supposedly giving scuba lessons or whatever in that area. So he was there on the scene of that crime the day it happened. That's already a So that's already a, a kind of an interesting, interesting little piece of evidence there. Yeah. Now... Police at a certain point talked to one of Allen's friends, this guy Donald Cheney. And when Cheney talked to police, he told them that Allen talked frequently about wanting to kill people and also referred to himself as Zodiac before any of the murders had started. (gasps) What? Oh, man, that's a lot of evidence right Uh there. Yeah, that's. And then Allen also wore a timepiece, a watch that was a Zodiac brand that had the symbol. That we now know as being Zodiac's symbol, the the circle with the cross through it. Oh uh, my god! Uh, uh. So, huh? A lot of interesting evidence there. So, yeah. um, now so, when did they start looking into this? Like at the time, or like afterwards? Like is this just a, like did they know he was a suspect during the murders? Or um, well, yeah, this was all happening during the investigation. So I think they talked to Donald Cheney. I want to say in like 1970 or 1971, which right. is like a year or two after the first murders. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was definitely on their radar for a long, a long time. He was a suspect for them. And is this picture that we're looking at, like a legitimate picture of him? Yes. The one on the right there is an actual picture of him. Um, I don't know what year that picture is from. I want to say that one's from the seventies, but I'm not, 100% 100% he, certain on that. Yeah. Honestly, the drawing does not doesn't look, like anything, doesn't look like him at all. Well, let's continue. Opinion. So, um Alan was eventually fired from his job as an elementary school teacher for Ooh. alleged sexual misconduct with students. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Not a good sign. And he also went to jail in 1974. That's an important date to remember for molesting a 12-year-old boy. <gasps> 1974 the year that, that the, the letter stopped. stopped. Yes. Now, he only went to jail for, like, I want to say three years, two or three years. For molesting it? Yeah, because he pled guilty to molesting a 12-year-old boy. And so he went to jail in 1974 when the letter stopped. Now, unfortunately, in the years past, they were able to retrieve some DNA and fingerprint evidence. And also, obviously, they have all the handwriting evidence from the letters. So they got DNA from the stamps that he would use to... uh send all these letters to the news outlets and stuff. And they found fingerprints both on the phone that he used to make that first phone call from his uh, second murders Mm -hmm. or murder in that case. 
and they found a bloody fingerprint on the steering wheel of the cab of Paul Stein's cab that, you know, he killed Paul Stein in. Did those match? None of them were a match for Alan. So there no, was I mean, the, like where they matches between each other. Um, well, it's hard to say whether or not the DNA matches, you oh, know, fingerprint, you know, okay, yeah. right. So the fingerprint on the, phone. so the DNA did not match Alan, the fingerprints and palm prints that they found did not match Alan and the handwriting evidence did not match Alan. So none of this stuff matches to him. So, so it's just like weird. He's just another bad dude. It's just yeah. another with weird coincidences. Yeah. It's, it's very bizarre because there's so much stuff that like says, it's like, how can there be this many coincidences with this yeah. guy? But again, and like, yet, you know, the the hard, you know, evidence that we do have exonerates him. Yeah. Or at least says, you know, at least what we do have points in a different direction. Right. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to say that this is like the biggest thing, but the, the police sketches don't look anything like, like There is that, picture. too. He Nothing. really does not look like the only thing he really has in common is that he was always described in every by everyone who, you know, survived him. Or saw him as being a kind of a stocky, heavyset guy, yeah, with sort of like short crew cut haircut. I was gonna say I could imagine his face underneath that mask, like with that body type. But I mean, you know, his facial hair in the picture and and his hair is receded. So like, I don't know. I mean, it could just be you know change yeah, over like time. Maybe kind of thing. shaved and like, but yeah, like lose some pounds, put on some glasses, cut shave his face. But even then, like, look at how like. Like his head is so much rounder, and he's not wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, the I most mean, damning evidence, evidence of all. There's no Obviously, glass. this is not no the glasses. best way to be looking wait, at suspects. But wait, I'm wearing glasses. <gasps> wait, I'm wearing glasses. Oh. Are me and Zach the Zodiac? That's me and Zach. Jack. Yeah, that's me. Is Ted yeah. Cruz Zach. wearing glasses? <laughs> I just want to clear it up. I'm not wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Spreading. I'm trying to accuse Zach. Please, of being please Zodiac. keep that within us. Please wipe that from the mark. Strike it from the record. So. And so just to clarify, mm-hmm. the thumbprints, the fingerprints on the phone and the fingerprints on the steering wheel, yeah. those were two different murders. Those were from two different murders, though. Do we know they match? Did they link them? They they have linked them. So. Oh, but Because, they, like, there were fingerprints and palm prints at both scenes, and so they did match them. And they do know that the the finger slash palm prints on the phone were Zodiacs just because they were so fresh and the phone was yeah. hanging off the hook when they got there. Mm. That they actually had to like artificially dry the prints so that they could actually take them because they were too fresh that's for them wild. to actually that's, get off the phone. That's wild. So they know for certain that like those prints were definitely his. And then there was a bloody fingerprint that did not match anyone who worked the crime scene or Paul Stein. So stands to reason that probably was Zodiac's fingerprint on that steering wheel. But it is insane the coincidences. Like yeah. Zodiac, like he called himself Zodiac. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, he was at the location. Of one of the murders. Of one of the murders the yeah. day of. Yeah. Yeah. The, That's insane. It's maybe it's just like fucking like maybe he next leveled them and like had someone else holding the phone. Well, he could have next leveled them. I don't know. There are some people who theorize that the Zodiac murderer is not one murderer, <gasps> but multiple. Could be a, when do we get to the uh, Ted Cruz part? <laughs> oh, you ruined my scamp. Oh, that was gonna be my last slide. Oh, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> I already said it, so yeah. you just didn't. Oh, did you really heard it? Yeah, we okay. can cut when I said. I'm, I'm sure it's no, easy to cut that out. It's fine. We'll get there. But, <laughs> I don't even ruin my scamp. <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay, so we'll save it. But um, yeah. So very strange, very strange. But yeah, there are some people s- suspect that maybe 
he did not work alone and that yeah. his friend Donald Cheney maybe was a co-conspirator in oh, this. Spooky, spooky. But there's not much evidence to support that because I believe they also took Donald Cheney's, at least his fingerprints, also when he came in to talk to police. And right. as far as we know, there was no match there. There's only so. there's mm. only one way to do it to solve this. Mm-hmm. We just got to get everyone's fingerprints. Got to get Every, them. Everyone. National everyone. database. Everyone's, everyone's in it. Everyone's fingerprints. Police state. Gattaca. Gattaca. No, I don't know. Gattaca is in the movie? <laughs> just to be clear, we don't want to do that. Just Yeah, just so we're all, just so everyone's on the same page. Now that, Ooh. that, this guy looks like that guy. Okay, no, Brand just pulled up a slide. We the got next one, we Ross got Sullivan. Ross Sullivan. Now this one has been a one that's gathered some more steam in recent years. Now, in order to fully tell the story of this one, we actually have to rewind back several years to 1966, (laughs) where another murder happens in Southern California, in Riverside, California, of one Sherry Joe Bates. This is 66? In 1966, this happened. So this girl who went to a Riverside City College, uh, Sherry Joe Bates, was abducted from her school and murdered. And in very similar fashion to the Zodiac murders, after she was murdered, the police received letters from someone claiming responsibility and taunting the police saying, you know, it's they origin could, story. They couldn't find him. Now, in these letters, the person did not identify themselves as Zodiac, but written uh, the, the Riverside uh, police later would uh, compare, do a forensic comparison of the handwriting, and they confirmed that. At the very least, there's blaring similarities between the Zodiac letters and the letters that they received in handwriting-wise. But, but Brent, yeah? it's just block letters. It's just block letters. <laughs> the, the jinx. For oh anybody? my god, that is spooky as heck. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane. So, uh, it gets deeper. We'll have to do one on So, yeah. this Sherry Jo Bates, um, her sister was engaged to Ross Sullivan's brother. And Ross Sullivan worked in the library of the school where Sherry Joe Bates went. So he was an employee there who, you know, worked at the same school where she was abducted from. So, and later, he also, it's known that he moved up to the Bay Area around the time that the Zodiac murder started happening. And... oh. They found evidence where there was uh, someone had carved some like really dark poetry or written it on a desk, like some like really kind of like creepy sort of zodiacy kind of shit. Zodiacy <laughs> and handwriting confirmed that this was written by Ross Sullivan. And there isn't oh much God. documents out there from Ross Sullivan, but they also made some pretty. St- pretty stark uh, similarities between his handwriting and the Zodiac letters that we know are Zodiac letters. Not to mention the fact that and the, if the you, police sketch looks exactly like he, the picture. Of yes, him. it looks does. It's eerie. Very much. Like, da- like down to... The shape of his glasses. The shape of, well, the shape of his glasses, but cl- like closer than that, look at the drawings uh, are right, but his left, and look at his left eye in the picture. Yeah. Like, look at that. Like, his left eye is, like, slightly more squinted than his <gasps> right eye, and, like, I don't know oh if it's my the God, angle it of the is. picture of the shadow, but, like, come on. Like, the, oh, his left? His, yeah. yeah, his, even the, or his right, sorry. Even the his, cheekbones. His right and our left. And the, the lips and the, the Yeah, I was the gonna nose. say, the lips to me are, like, yeah, the cheekbones. And the the one thing that, big. like, 
was very distinctly described about this guy and all the people who saw him and survived was his kind of like distinct sort of like widow's peak ish hair. Yeah. And if you look at the drawing and then yeah. also him, he has that sort of widow's peak thing going on he also. absolutely does. So yeah. he definitely looks, looks a lot like this is a, this is slightly off topic, but mm-hmm. it's on topic with police sketches is how like sketch artists. I know they're like, I think they're kind of outdated now with like the, everyone mm-hmm. having okay. a camera on every part of their wearable human body as possible. But like police sketch artists are damn talented. Mm-hmm. There were like a bunch, like there were like a bunch of things where there was someone who was, they were asked to talk about someone that they, that they knew mm-hmm. and not describe them physically at all. And then while they were doing that, the sketch artist would sketch them. Yeah. And then they would show the pic, the sketch artist that the, the sketch and, and a picture of the person they were describing. And it was absurd how accurate they I've were. I've seen that with, um, with, uh, and that's it was like just... a, a man who like lost his wife and, and he, he talked to a police sketch artist, about, like, and she was like, just describe your wife's personality. Yeah. And like the, the sketch artist like, drew the like wife and they showed a picture after. It's absurd. And it was so accurate. There are like these things that they're like trained to look at because when like you're. In the way that somebody talks. Yeah, in the way that it. somebody talks about something. And so like you'll subconsciously like do that. Like somebody who's clean shaven, if they talk about like Brent, they might like touch their face a lot mm. because they're thinking about the fact that Brent has a beard. Wow. Mm. Um, and like it just Brent like the, yeah, it just like stuff. Yeah, and Brent does have a beard. It is true. Like if well, I was like if I was talking about Brent, I might fiddle with my glasses a lot more because Brent also has glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like think they're like trained to look for things like that. Challenge for the artists out there. I want you guys to draw Brent without we post Brent. pictures I know, of ourselves without, every week, but without looking at the memes. Or maybe if you haven't there's seen like, the memes. I, there's like almost no... If you've never seen them, sure, do it. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I almost <laughs> like, guarantee you that they have seen a picture. I want to put that challenge out there. through all of that trouble to do it, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've seen the memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Or, no, now here's an actual idea. If you're someone who has a friend who's not a fan of the pod, first off, get them to listen. <laughs> Second <laughs> off, if they're an artist, have them do this. Yeah, if they, if they get your artist us. friends to draw Brent. Yeah. Describe Brent. To, Wait, to but your friend. they've never seen Brent. They also mm. like don't know Brent like person like personally like we do. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do this with your own friends within your own friend group and have a great and time. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. We're just here to facilitate <laughs> sweet parties. Yeah, grab some Doritos. You know, you need, yeah. you just need have a good some cool. Get that cool ranch going. <laughs> Hell but yeah. anyway, yeah, this is crazy. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of evidence. Unfortunately, other than the, uh, yeah, because he, this guy was never really convicted of any crime, so we don't have any DA and DNA evidence. For him, we have no fingerprint evidence. All right. we have is the handwriting. What do you mean? You could have just gone and the anecdotal evidence. You could have just gone, "Hey, let's let's get your fingerprints. Let's get your DNA." And he would have gone, been like, "Um, you don't have any legal right to do that." And then right. they could have just said, "Well, if you're innocent, then you have nothing to fear." Yeah, I'm just I'm just be- making an edgy joke. Yeah, because that's like, that's like it's like yeah, it's like a police state. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> to yeah, but, go back to the police state. If you're innocent, yeah, if you're innocent, you have nothing to fear or hide. Right, and that's but, a fact, boys and girls. it's just kind Jack. of like I don't know. <laughs> Personally, um, I love Big Brother. Nothing. <laughs> it's just like so interesting up. because I want to know if this guy had any had any alibi sort of for um you know the time where maybe the, the letters were stopped. Yeah, it's definitely look, worth looking into. Um, this one I actually 
found out about through a podcast I was listening to from this guy was being interviewed who runs this website called ZodiacKillerSite.com, mm. where it's basically this like big forum site where there are a bunch of just like pe- people on the internet who are really interested in the topic, doing their own investigating. Oh, and that's cool. Kind of like this, like this community of people trying to like solve the case or whatever. Yeah. And this is a guy who came up in those investigations where I was like, huh, there's a lot of really interesting coincidences with this guy and like being around the, you know, and then this other case that kind of came up that had so many similarities to Zodiac that has never been officially tied to Zodiac case. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to like really dig in because it's a, there's a lot it, of stuff say, on this website. It sounds like a beefy site. Yeah, there's a well, lot of stuff. But if you're interested, you should check it out. It's kind of know? amazing that our society now, like with the internet being a thing, like yeah. how you can like just have... Just pool resources. Like there, of, There's like groups of people on this site who are like just people who are good at ciphers, who are like trying to crack the ciphers that were never solved. You know, because there's like, three of them that they never figured out. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe one of them did have his actual identity in them. Yeah, I don't know. I also wonder if that there was like ciphers within the ciphers, you know? Like, yeah. Like we talked about the first one. And there's some people who think maybe the ciphers are just bullshit and there's nothing actually in them and it's just there to fuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. That, based on, like, the fact of all the other murders that he's bragged about and all this other stuff that he, like, has no evidence for, it does seem very in line to just have them be nothing. Be gibberish. Yes, just there to, like, mess with people. Yeah. I mean, with the whole, like, like, I'll tell you my identity if you've solved this cipher. mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, the idea of having people just, you know spend hours and hours and hours and hours pouring over this cipher knowing they're mm. never ever yeah like i it. ironically would give him this kind of enjoyment like yeah. he would probably love like if he's still alive to this day <sighs> i can almost bet that he goes on that site and like and like checks it out and like reads up what people are doing i wonder yeah. if he's one of the i wonder if he's one of the contributors oh my god i doubt it well, that'd be crazy huh mm. well, okay so we got a couple more people to get through here so there's Oh, by the way, there's also like insane amount of people who've been suspected over years to like people as far as like Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. People have like, there's like so many different like quote unquote suspects, but I'm just going through the ones that are like the most widely, most popular ones that people think have like actual real evidence right, to right, point right. to yeah. them. Yeah. The next one is this guy, Larry Kane. So interesting evidence with him uh, was that uh darlene farron who was in the second set of murders or yeah. murder she was the one who didn't survive that where they're being chased and mm-hmm. then got shot up like in a park um her sister uh, darlene farron's sister identified this guy larry kane as someone who was stalking his sister darlene huh. and was like super aggressive to her towards her and was like following her at her work and was super jealous of like her being involved with any other men and um, Mike Majot, the guy who survived that incident, s- said that um, Darlene had said to him that if this guy had ever found out like that they were talking, that she was afraid that he would kill them. And wow. so th- that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Case right there. Now, other evidence. So this guy was a suspect at the time. Uh, Kathleen Johns, the woman who was abducted, abducted with her baby and escaped, when showed like a photo lineup ID'd Kane as being the man who abducted her. Now oh, that's so it, so weird. It seems weird to me, like because his obsession with the girl and and like her being with any other guy. It seemed like I don't seems unzodiac. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. unzodiac like, and I also see like I don't see why that would translate into the other murders. Yeah, right now. 
unless it you is have, Im- like multiple people who's stalking. Right. Yeah. It is important to note though that uh, Kathleen Johns ID'd Kane years after all this happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is right, the right. possibility of you know distorted memory or you know a situation like that going on here. Or, you know, it's it it's hard to say. Good. You know, if we're looking at the police sketch, mm-hmm. they don't like they have similar general qualities but i mean this the guy larry kane has a huge nose yeah and the, the police sketch of the zodiac has like a noticeably has a, tiny nose has a very small nose so i don't yeah. know like and really like very bushy eyebrows it's too. mainly the the glasses that are similar right. in these pictures and the widow's widow's peak yeah the hair is very similar too though it is important to note that most people described when they saw the Zod- the man who was identified as the zodiac killer as having more of a lightish colored hair Whereas this guy notably has, like, jet black hair. Yeah, his hair is very dark. So, you know, kind of, you know, hard to say. Now, one of the police officers, uh, this guy, Folk, who uh, was the one who saw the man leaving the scene but didn't stop them because he was thought he was looking for a black yeah. uh, suspect, uh, when looking at a picture of Kane, said that he did share very similar features to the person he saw that night. Mm. though he could not you know officially confirm whether or not that was actually him or not but he did say that he seemed very he of all the pictures he had ever saw of potential suspects he was the one who most fit what he remembered seeing that night so yeah Mm. this again points like to this whole like is the zodiac more than one person what you know like what's going on here it's so weird because so many people fit like pieces of the puzzle but no one perfectly fits all of it i wonder if like the first one and the one at the lake were like actual zodiac and then imitation and then maybe it was either imitators or he was just taking credit for these murders as well right Yeah. Uh, yeah Yeah, because now because that also points to the different mo's because um, the the murder that where the police officer saw him leaving the scene but didn't realize it was potentially their murderer was the cab driver got shot in the back of the head. So is it possible that this is like a completely different person who murdered that guy and then later Zodiac took credit for it because you know just to throw them off even more or something? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because like. It's just so strange how this guy just keeps changing the way he does things. That one's the most far off. Yeah. I mean, now Zodiac, did you say Zodiac claimed himself to have killed 37 people? Yes. Though he didn't specify, like, he didn't, it it was like in a later letter where he said, like, you know, like, Zodiac count 37 police zero, like, because they hadn't caught him, you know, or whatever. So, odds are it's probably just him just being like an asshole, just to fuck with them. Imagine though if there were more people. It's possible. We really yeah. don't know. Yeah. But like he might be counting, you know, anything. Right. Like people affected. Like he might be he might be counting some other people. Yeah, he might be counting murders. He might be counting like clues he's left. Right. Yeah, and we really don't know for certain. And also to me, I would suspect that the murders that we know about are the only ones just because he seems like so specific about like claiming certain things like saying like this date this murder you know yeah. whatever and to also just be like very general about it to me seems like make it to at least to me make it unlikely that he actually murdered that many people yeah yeah which makes me maybe rethink my idea of him claiming other ones because you know like why st- like if he claimed to kill 
37 people mm-hmm. or, or more than five. Like, or why would he, more. yeah, why would he not, like, write in and claim more murders that yeah. were yeah. happening? Yeah, so. Unless they were, unless they were, like, maybe there just weren't any good murders to, to right. like, the ones that were very open-ended to claim, you know? And we got um, one last one to do here, and this guy, Earl Van Best Jr., so this guy was never really on the radar at all during the investigation. It wasn't until his son, Gary Stewart, wrote a book where he claims that his father was the Zodiac murderer oh my huh. God. and had confessed it to him. So holy shit. And he looks almost identical. Yes. At yeah. least in the face for sure. So basically, there is no real evidence to connect it other than some handwriting evidence based on um, a wedding certificate that uh, was compared to the Zodiac letters that had some pretty interesting similarities. But this one fell apart really quickly because it actually turned out that the handwriting evidence that they were comparing to was not actually his father's handwriting, but um, the reverend who married his mother and father. Uh he was the Zodiac killer. Yeah, I don't know. So this one is interesting because <laughs> the this one is like really, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but um, I'm pretty sure they investigated that later and like there's just like no way it could have possibly been this reverend because he was just not anywhere near. Yeah. This is like they got married in Louisiana or whatever. Uh, and that reverend yeah. had never been to California in his oh, life. So man. there's no chance it was this reverend. But really interesting uh, that his son, but just let's claim that his father was the uh, Zodiac. Um, I mean, hey, it's a, uh, maybe it's a genetic thing that yeah. they like, hey, attention, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, my father's the Zodiac instead of him being like, I'm the Zodiac. Yeah. You know, that's a similar right attention grabbing. Now, his of- father did have some notoriety. He was kind of known because he actually had a, uh, kidnapped someone before mm-hmm. and was like on the run from the police mm-hmm. and um got it's basically actually his mother who he, i don't think he ended up actually marrying his mother he just like kidnapped her and got her pregnant wow. and that's how he was born Yikes. this guy G- gary stewart who wrote the book saying his dad was the zodiac killer oh, so wow. like this guy was not like a good dude by any stretch of the imagination well, also like i if my dad <laughs> did that to my mother i'd probably think he was the zodiac killer too <laughs> i'd be like Oh, my dad is a horrible person. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if it's like a lot of pent up mm-hmm. like aggression or or anything that he yeah. just like needed to like get out in some way. Right. Yeah. So, um, and also other things to disprove that this guy wasn't actually Zodiac. One, the mother herself claimed that the son Gary had made up a lot of stuff in the book that she said was false. Mm. Huh. And also, um, while this guy definitely in the face looks very similar to uh the the police sketch um he was physically described as being very petite man uh, like very kind of skinny and s- slight whereas all their descriptions from like witnesses who actually saw crimes or survived them described him as being very big stocky almost barrel chested kind of mm-hmm. guy yeah yeah so that would point to this guy also definitely not being him also not really a widow's peak yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got more of like a, a receding different. hairline yeah. sort of situation going on. So these are kind of like the main four that people kind of go back and forth on. And then lastly, um, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> Ted Pierce. 
<laughs> so this Ted is obviously Cruz. the correct one, right? Ted Cruz is right. the Zodiac murderer. Ted Cruz is the Ted Zodiac. Cruz He's the also Zodiac. a Time Lord because he wasn't alive at the time of the murders, but clearly he went back in time <laughs> and committed them because he like, is a creep. I don't even know where the... <laughs> I think it's just people the fucking with started. Ted Cruz because he's just such a dweeb. Like, <laughs> we get, just got to mess with the guy. Uh, have you seen that? Have you seen... There's a, there's, a, there's a picture of, like, someone at, like, a Ted Cruz rally... Um, not a picture. There's a video of Ted Cruz being. Ted Cruz is like, we want answers, and then someone's holding up a sign that's that says, "Is it you?" And it's a picture of ten, Ted Cruz and Kevin from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> that's a much more accurate. And it's so comparison. they do look similar. Freaky good. That's funny. Um. Wow. I, this is the best. This is one of the best memes ever. <laughs> I just love that every, the internet just trolls Ted yeah. Cruz. Especially because he looks nothing like this. He really yeah. doesn't. Do, yeah, so uh, now that we've gone through all the uh, suspects, we're going to, this is going to be the end of the regular version of the pod. We're going to try out something yes. new. So now that we have this Patreon, one of the, th- at the $3 tier, yes. uh, we're going to have extended pods. So we're going to start, like, once we, like, pretty much wrap up the topic, we're going to end it off. And then if you want to keep listening to us, uh, sclamp around for for for, <laughs> s- around. for some more time. Get up, get up, and sclamp down. Yeah. Uh, sclamp, sclamp, sclamp we uh, will post a uh, full uh, extended pod, which means you right now. If you want to hear the rest of us sclamping around about Ted Cruz and the Zodiac Killer, you're gonna just, have to go get on that Patreon. You can go to that Patreon right now and check it out. Only three dollars. Yeah, it's that's like, patreon.com backslash brainboggle podcast. Yes, so check I, that. It, I think it's a forward slash technically. I don't There's, know. Whatever. They know what to type. The one that you always use for URLs. <laughs> yeah, you know use that one. one. But people, you could either go to McDonald's and get like some stuff off the dollar menu, okay. or you could, chicken nuggets you could, and maybe a, a frosty bev. Yeah. yeah, or you could listen to the extended pod. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I know which one I'm going to do. Yeah, so your juicy J is going to sign off for you uh, regular listeners right now. Yes, and I'm your uh, bloody bee, Bobby, mm. and I'm your. Um, I don't know. I should start thinking these beforehand. <laughs> that one just came to me, Brent. Your bitch ass bee. Let me zeit geist Zach. Nice. Also, now we're wrapping up. Go check out Zach and Aaron. Oh yeah, we'll put, the, we'll put that shout out in the real in the real version. Yeah, um, go check out six six. And mm-hmm. also, thank you so much for listening. You can also check out our Instagram, Twitter, and other social meds. And mm-hmm. go to brainboggledpodcast.com. That's brainboggledpodcast.com to check out uh, right. check out many different things that we have on there. So and we are funded by you, our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to the extended. Uh, All right, uh, see you guys next week. We love you.